0: Live Live on, Live Live on set. set And welcome to another episode of Live on Set. Live on Set, the weekly pop culture podcast where I'm talking film, music, sports, television with my friends, family and people I meet along the way. Joining me on set today A very good friend of mine. She is a fan of the arts. And this is a first time situation where I actually have someone on the show who is an actress. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live On Set. My good friend, Shannon. Shannon, how's it going?
1: Hello. It's going good. Thank you for having me. Very excited. Yeah. Since you did your office monologue for me back at the Magic (laughs) Kingdom. Oh,
0: yeah, of course. Although no, that kidding. that scene was from like a solo, like Dwight talking to the camera during like the healthcare episode. It's, it's crazy that to have so many memories of just so many conversations we've had, whether it's been about acting, which will kind of be like our main segment, because I've seen performances of yours, which I can't wait to talk about. But there's so many elements of this show. We've been to sporting events. We've been to concerts. We've been to so many things. We talked about TV, talked about movies constantly that I am so glad you're on the show. I know it is season two, but you definitely could have been the one of the first people that I ever did a show with. So thanks for taking time out to, to talk on set when I kind of plan these episodes out and we zoomed a little bit before. So I know that I've seen you in, in person in the past couple of months, but we're zooming. So uh, hopefully at some point during this season, I can actually record with people in person, but just kind of going with how I start really kind of all the other shows is like, when it comes to pop culture, like film, music, sports, television, are you more into music? Are you more into to movies like growing up, like, and kind of how you feel now? Like, what are your, what are your favorite things?
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I'd say movies mostly, but I also like I have two older brothers, like sports very big in our house. I love music, who doesn't enjoy music? Um but like TV and movies is definitely top tier for me and then like I'm also kind of a pop culture fanatic. Like I love to know every detail about every celebrity. Yeah. Like relationships from the past, what their birthday is, what their sign is, just like I don't know. I just, I love
0: yeah. it. Everything you need to know. Yeah, no, I, I, there's, and a lot of that, I feel the same with myself. Um, I, I should have put this in the intro. I think you're the I'm trying to think my friend Devin and then my dad, Shannon is the third public and private Gator fan that has joined me on set before. So there's been many Woo! occasions, of course, many occasions where we talked to Gators as well, but no, I love what, yeah. I love what you said there. Like they're, um, movies is very much my thing. And I'm passionate really talking about like pop culture as a whole. And when I was trying to kind of set this whole show up and was working on it for a little bit before I told people about it, there were times where I was like, I might only do sports. Or I might only do movies, only do music, only do TV. But I was like, why not do it all? Because there's so many people that I know that could really come on the show and talk about all those things. And And you're high on that list. So when it comes to, I'm trying to think. Because I know we've been to concerts at big places like Beyonce and Jay Z, and we saw them yeah. at the stadium. So we've seen stadium shows. So you really can't really get any bigger unless we go to a music festival sometime in the future. But then we've also seen like small shows like at the Beecham. So like when it oh, comes, yeah,
1: we saw Matt and, Kim. Matt and
0: Kim. right? So when it comes to concerts, do you like the big shows? Do you like the smaller shows? Like, how do you feel?
1: Um, It really just depends on who I'm seeing. Like, I could go either way. I like the big arenas. For someone like Beyonce, like, just watching her perform was incredible. I hate when people say she's overrated. Like, I'm not even a stan or anything, but, like, the woman can perform. That is a stadium performance. But then you have something like Matt and Kim where we're just, like, vibing in the back. And, like, I will say, though, when I go to a smaller show, I prefer to be towards the back I mm-hmm. don't like to get too close yeah I just I like to have room to dance
0: yeah I no, don't f- want
1: I don't need to get like all the way to the front
0: right I feel the same way and so Fabrice was the episode last week and we talked the whole time and Fabrice was actually with us at that show and I forgot to even mention it yeah. but in our and our good friend Jimena too the four of us had a good time but no I feel the same way like every venue is kind of different when you go to those bigger uh like either stadium shows like we did for beyonce and jay-z or we go to arena shows like where we would have gone to like magic games together there's a chance that if it's a concert there's no seats on the floor like a general like a ga pit same situation like a same situation for like a stadium show but those smaller shows like the beach and house blues anything really kind of like that or even smaller like the social or it was back, with, I think it's like Soundbar now. It just really kind of depends. Like there's really cool venues and even the Plaza Theater too in Orlando. Yeah. There's some really cool venues where you can go and be one of a hundred or you can be one of 20, one of 50, 60,000 just depends on the venue. But no, I, I love what you said there because it really kind of depends on the artist. Like when we went to Beyonce and Jay-Z I had already seen Jay-Z before at Amway indoor center stage. It was all Jay-Z top to bottom. Like there was no back and forth and there really, I don't think there were any songs that he would have performed that night that would have had like Beyonce involved at all. But being able to go to a show with that, with good friends of mine, when I think about this podcast and the people I've talked to on the show before and kind of planning out how I want to talk about shows in the future with guests and stuff that was very much a bucket list show. Like I was not, I'm not a big Beyonce fan. I love Jay Z, but Beyonce is an amazing performer. So like the way you described it, I would have, I really couldn't have described it better. Like I'm not a big fan, not a Stan, but mm-hmm. she is someone that I can say that I saw Beyonce perform and it was incredible.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I I really look forward to like going to shows again and and maybe it does start with those smaller venues. Like I've gone to go eat and there's been guys like playing music in the corner that it's kind of like, we're Mm -hmm. getting back to it. I know that Amway and some other venues are announcing shows for like October, November, December. So hopefully those shows kind of still happen. It would be great to kind of go back. It's kind of can, we can control kind of like how we live our life, but we can't control the big picture. So hopefully those shows do happen, but It wouldn't be a true Austin Shannon conversation without really kind of getting more in depth in regards to like the stage or music. So, not only (laughs) is Shannon a Gator fan, is she a good friend, is she a perfect podcast guest? But I have only sung karaoke a few times in my life. It's something that when you kind of get up on stage and you do what you do, even if it's for fun or people who kind of like take it serious. I've only done it with Shannon. I don't think I'll do it with anybody else. I, I think that <laughs> so when honest. it comes to going and having a good time, whether we're going with friends or we're just going to kind of get out of the house, Shannon gets it done. So when it comes to karaoke, I know we sang a couple, like one song together, we were hoping for another. So we'll talk about that night in a second, but like karaoke as a whole, like, are you into it? you just kind of do it if people want to go or what are your thoughts?
1: I am so into it. I bought, Uh, karaoke like I have a microphone now yeah my own portable one um I bought it for new year which I know you couldn't come because you had to quarantine for that wedding but um we had a small gathering for new year and I got I got a microphone that you can like hook up through bluetooth and like play lyrics and stuff and I just I I I don't know it's just fun like it's fun if you go to one of those places and it's just a small room with your friends that you can like rent for a couple hours but then like Performing in front of people is like a whole nother ballgame. Like, I definitely need a few beers before something like that. But sure. not too many. Right. Like, it's like like a solid three or four. and Yeah.
0: And then we're perfect, good. No, it performance. I think about that night and I know like components of this podcast, having Zoom, having Garage Band, having like a, a message, kind of like a, a plan for what you want these episodes to be. But something that was very important to the show was having a visual to it and our good friend Aaron like your roommate really kind of helped me with that got me set up with Canva found some things yeah yeah but the first time that we ever kind of like sang together was for like her birthday so people listening in Orlando I'm sure if they've really kind of tried to go out and and try the karaoke thing they would have either heard of the staple of Orlando that is Big Daddy's but Shannon and I and I tell people like if I I'll joke and say like I've headlined there like it's it's something that (laughs) and I know it's such a joke but like and it's it's great but we had so much fun and and I know that we just kind of like fans of music like before we went to like like the pregame or like dinner for Aaron and then that whole group that kind of went out we very much like went outside sound checked did our thing talked about it is this right like is this group even worthy of us doing this and You very much like led the show. You're there. You are the performer. I just wanted to go up and do my thing. But no, No, From
1: literally during the pregame, we literally went into the backyard to freaking sound check our own voice. Right. (laughs) To make sure we could like hit the notes for shallow. And then turns out they didn't have it at the time.
0: Right. Now, I have been back once and I there were people they have updated their technology since March of 2019, whatever we went. So the next time that people go, we might need to either incorporate it into the set or we work on some other things. But no, I I think that night it it was top to bottom was a good night. I think that we definitely uh, performed a song that kind of struck a chord with the group that was uh, there to celebrate Aaron's birthday, but then also to bring another element of pop culture into the show today. Uh, we were very much Disney Channel kids growing up. So mm-hmm. playing, performing rather breaking free from the first high school musical, I think it was very appropriate. I think the the crowd of big daddies, they did react uh, positively, favorably. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we should, there should be a sign outside or maybe charge admission. I mean, I think whatever you want to do, I mean, it's, you're a professional, but we can definitely consider performing again in the future. And Maybe we open with that. Maybe we we do ain't no mountain high enough like we talked about previously. Or maybe we think yeah. about something completely different. Maybe there's other songs out there, but um it was a great time.
1: I um shoot, I wish I remembered now that there was a song. It it might come to me later in the podcast that I was like, we should do this. It's not a duet. Okay. But we should like plan and break it up to make it one because Oh, man, I really wish I remember now. It'll come to me. It'll come to me.
0: There were but, some of the other songs that night that were performed. I know um, one of our friends sang Wonderwall by himself. That was pretty good. I know Aaron and her friend Gabby sang Bohemian Rhapsody, and that was that was a hit yeah. as well. Um,
1: and it has become, that place has become, since Aaron's birthday that year, it has become the birthday spot. And yeah. Like, I mean, not any time recently because of COVID and stuff. But like, I feel like I've, like everyone has done their birthday there, and it's been so fun. Yeah, because it's just such a good time. There's just something about karaoke that's so like.
0: I mean, it gets the people going. I guess.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the songs get the people going, and then like, if you're bad, it's funny, and if you're good, people are like, "Whoa!" Right. You know.
0: (laughs) So and and that specific, I don't want to say, I mean, sure, we can for the sake of the pod, we can say venue. It is a bar. I don't know if they do serve food there. I'm not sure. No offense to the staple that Big Daddy's is. Not sure if it's a spot I want to get food at. But I mean if you're hungry, then there's a 7 Eleven down the street. You can go or it's next door. You can go get a get a bite real quick. Come back. I'm not sure what the people of live on set, the the faithful listeners, what their stance on the taquito is, but I mean they do offer them there. But um (laughs) No, big daddies, you can play pool, you can play darts, you can hang out there, you can sit, you can do the karaoke thing. There's a lot that's going on. And and it's just really, it's a good time. It's not the biggest place, which is also cool. You can kind of go with like 10, 15 people and we kind of, excuse me, we kind of sat up front and we kind of like took it over for the two hours we were there. So it's always fun to kind of find places like that, that are kind of where a good group of our kind of friends or like friends of friends live. And we can go to places like that, which is great. For sure. But no, I I think that was such a fun night. It's It's one of the I would say it's like a top five night post college or post turning 21. Like that was such a fun night. It was such a good crew. We had a good time. And it's something that I'm looking forward to. I know, like Aaron's birthday is coming up. I'm not sure what the plan is for that. Or maybe it's something we wait till the summer and kind of like go all out. But what I'm looking forward to is really going to shows again but like we talked about earlier like with this show you're the only person that i know that actually is not only an actress but she or not she you are so good on stage when you like whatever scene that i've seen so i've been to i think two or three performances of yours now and i'm not talking about karaoke i'm very much talking about you performing and acting out a scene so when when it when it comes to acting when did you get into it what do you like so much about it just let's talk about it
1: yeah so it's hard to like pinpoint a time when I was a kid um that I was like oh I want to be an actor like it's just always it's just always been there like I'm just growing up like watching tv I was like oh like I want to be on tv I don't know if it was because I was like the youngest my brothers are six and nine years older than me I'm the only girl like I definitely love attention like I'm not gonna lie and like but on the flip side of that like I really love acting for just like making people feel something like whether they realize it or not like when you're watching a show uh, whether it's a comedy a drama like you're watching to escape you're watching to like evoke some kind of feeling in yourself whether you realize that or not and I just think like what better profession than to be able to do that and then like you can have all these other little professions within that depending on the characters you play and stuff and mm-hmm. so I begged my parents in eighth grade to um, send me to these acting classes and I did them and I didn't finish them and like because I played softball growing up too and like I just kind of fell more into the sport and just kind of like kept changing my mind about what I wanted to do with my life like be a little more reasonable make money I changed my major five times in college finally settled on telecommunications production so within the same boat um but like my senior year I was just like all my friends are like getting job offers already before we've even graduated and I was just like through this like I'm gonna get my degree and I'm I don't know what's next, but like I'm gonna figure out how to be an actor. Right. And so I didn't start looking for jobs right away. I didn't really, I didn't really know what to do, where to start. But um, once I got to Orlando, I was like, all right, like classes, best place to start, obviously. And
0: right. Um,
1: Art sake studio here in Orlando and Winter Park. It's, it's honestly fate that like I ended up there. It has helped me so much. I've met such talented, great people there. My acting coaches are amazing. I just love it. Yeah. I just love like the the curriculum and like I've taken other acting acting classes before. And like this environment is so um not intimidating. Everyone is so, so, so supportive. And I think that's really important when you're like being vulnerable and like getting up in front of people. it's really helped like with my confidence like because when you do go to set you don't know anyone a lot of the time I mean sometimes you do sometimes Mm -hmm. just like through meeting people through the community but essentially when you take a job like you don't you don't know anyone and you have to show up and you have to do a good job and connect with your partners and be professional and like just be very vulnerable in front of all these people you don't know with cameras in your faces and stuff and just being able to like practice in such a safe environment has been so important in me getting there and, and there's still a lot of work to do. And I'm still, you know, always learning. I'm always trying to be in class when I can, like there's never enough class
0: classes yeah. to take. I know that for the couple of times that I've gone, there are kind of people who are our age and then there's people that are, I want to say like adults or parents or like yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit older that too. And it's a variety of scenes. Like, there've been a couple that might've been pulled from a crime show. There might've been a comedy and it might've been some like serious drama stuff. And I've seen you really kind of have like conflict of a scene, like the one where you kind of woke up in the middle of the night and you were like, let's go, like, let's do this. And then I've seen you kind of do the comedy thing. And I've seen you talk about reenacting like scenes from like hit classic comedies, like knocked up as well. And like Mm -hmm. what I like about going to that studio is you walk in, there's obviously windows in the door when you walk in, but when you kind of sit in there, like you're very much locked into these performances and it's not like a play. So like for the people who are listening to the show today for this episode, this studio that Shannon is talking about in Winter Park probably has, and correct me if I'm wrong, somewhere between like maybe, I don't know, 40, 50 seats, maybe give or take. And then like this kind of like carpet and this backdrop and they're the people in like that Shannon performs with, with whoever her scene partner is. And then other people that are in her class that will also go out and act scenes as well of all different types of like genres, comedy, drama, thriller, crime, et cetera. And what I love about it is every single performance is different. And when that light goes off and they change the, the kind of setup of the scene and those lights come on, you're really locked in. And it's something that you might not, have gone to something before. Like I've gone to plays before that have been small, very, excuse me, like very intimate. And then I've gone to kind of like big things where like a whole like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, like when I was in middle school, like a big like Broadway play kind of thing that would be in, an, in Orlando. But it's so like real and, and, and what you're able to do up there and not just do it, but do it so well. And I have a friend that can do that. Like, it's amazing. So for you, like specifically, I've seen you kind of like drama scenes. I've seen you do comedy scenes, like for you, whether it's acting a scene out in class, or if it's like doing an audition, like what is easier for you? Like what kind of is a comedy thing? Like, is that your thing? Or does it, does it really matter for you?
1: Um, comedy is honestly really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, my teacher has a saying that comedy is drama plus plus. So like the more serious your conflict is and whatever, that's what makes it funny but the minute you try to be funny is when you kill it so there's kind of a science to it I I do think some people naturally have it like they're just you know there are just people out there who are just naturally funny they are very good at their timing at their delivery um but there's some people who I've seen in class who are like so shy and maybe they're like more introverted but like my teacher gives them a little note just like one little beat can like make something so funny and like you don't realize it and just to circle back because I'm so used to it, but you pointed out that like everyone in class is like all over the place age-wise. There's actually, yeah, there are some people our age, but the majority of people are older. Like people Mm -hmm. are in their thirties, their forties, all the way up to like sixties, I think. Mm -hmm. And it makes it so fun because it's just like, you can do all these different types of scenes because like everyone has their own little niche and typecast. Yeah, Um, And it's just, like, really sweet that, like, whether they're doing this because they really want to be actors or for a hobby, it's just nice to see, like, older people, like, have something they're passionate about. Like, something to look forward to. Like, it doesn't, nothing is definite. Mm
2: -hmm. And, like,
1: it's not the end of the world if, like, I can't make it into the acting biz for a little while. Because, like, these people are still trying because it means a lot to them. Yeah. I think that says a lot.
0: I know that when you're kind of like doing classes now, I'm not sure if you're in classes currently, but is it like a once a week thing, couple times a week? Is it depend on, are there like months that it's on and months that it's off or how does that work?
1: So with COVID things have gotten a little tricky. Essentially um, the first time you saw me perform at like that little um, event, like it was like a small, small scale play. Um, That was like my graduation from ArtSake. Um, the curriculum there, you do like your core class, which is like the basics, learning the fundamentals. Your second class is scene study, and your third class is auditions. Um, each of those are 12 weeks, once a week for four hours on a weeknight. And you get invited after, um, depending on like teachers and like who you vibe with, who work well with. I did get invited to like an advanced class. This was before COVID. So that would be on Sunday afternoons, more like eight-week sessions, um, kind of just opposite of when like the actual curriculum was going on. And part of the reason is because my acting coach didn't have her own space. Mm-hmm. So she was like using this space because she's friends with the woman who runs it, but it wasn't like part of Art's sake, if that makes sense. She was just, okay. like e- renting the space. So um, my acting coach, her name is JJ Jennifer Jarakis, if anyone wants to look her up. Okay. She's worked with Tim Burton she has been in Mad Men um like she, she's done stuff like she is really talented she's a phenomenal teacher but she also puts on all these like different seminars too and like like we'll do like a body and voice workshop and like anyone can go to that like you don't need to like be invited or anything like that mm-hmm. um, there's like an emotional freedom workshop that like just to like get off your shit and like just like let your feelings go like yeah She does like women's zoom workshops like now with covid like she's just making it work and she did eventually um she just got her own new space so that'll be starting soon
0: nice um
1: yeah so, so it's it's different it's yeah like the classes it's everything is just yeah she has like all these different things that she does and like you can just pick and choose what you want to go to and pay for and whatnot.
0: Cool. So I've seen you do like the I guess the scene set I'm in the graduation, I was there for that. So the second Mm -hmm. time I saw you, would that have been like scene study?
1: No. So that was the advanced class. Okay. Um so I had already graduated at that point. That was our Sunday class. Um it used to be called advanced auxiliary. Now she changed it to craft Into action, like that's the name of the class. Okay. Um, but it is scene based. Like we do scene work in that class, majority of it. So that and that was just like our last class of that session where we could invite people to come watch. Nice. Um, lot smaller scale than like the actual production you saw me the first time. Right. But still cool nonetheless. And and they haven't been doing that because of COVID, and the classes have been smaller too. She cut the classes like because there were a lot of people in that class. Okay. There were probably like twenty something. This was over a year ago. But okay. now she doesn't do more than ten in a class. But it's nice because you get a little more focus.
0: So with for like a regular class like that, if it's just like those ten people, are you all acting out the same scene if you're just there?
1: Uh it depends. Sometimes okay. she'll say, um, she'll partner you up and be like, pick a scene. Um, sometimes she will give us all different scenes, like she'll pick them for us, and then sometimes Um, we will all do the same scene. Sometimes we go in knowing nothing and like she gives us cold reads or we all do the same cold read. Like, so we're not prepared for it at all. And I kind of like that when she assigns it because it's fun, like picking your scenes for class. Like, oh, like this is such a great movie. This was such a good scene. But Mm -hmm. the risk you run doing that in class is like, you don't want to do it like those actors did it. Right. Right. I personally like getting material that I don't know or that was chosen for me. So it's cause when you actually book something, you're not writing the script the majority of the time, like people right. do it, but it's not, you know, like you, you, your lines are your lines and you're this character bringing the character to life. Right. Um, that was an, that was another workshop she did recently. Actually it was, um it was like a character intensive and like, throughout the six week course, like she gave us all scenes, she partnered us up and like, we were working on that one character the whole time. Mm -hmm. So like each time we would do the scene and like, we would do these activities to like get into character. And like, there's just so much, there's so many directions you can like take things
0: in. Right. So it's it's crazy thinking for like how much that really kind of goes into it and really kind of continuously working on whatever that character is, kind of like you could read like a piece of paper and it could be two lines and you're onto the next paper and that could be your only line in one thing. But the more you focus, like as a fan, whether it being like in the theater or watching really any sort of performance, you can see, and I, I forget who was talking about it, it was something that might've been like on Broadway or someone talking off like the Tony's one time about how they'll literally play that same character eight times a week. They'll do two shows on either Saturday or Sunday, and then they're off on Monday, but they play that character and their turn, with that character on Broadway could be three or four months. So like that, that early sort of like test, um, kind of like early preview before you got into the beginning and like the heart and like the end of that run for that specific character, it might have been like an, the elephant man or something for bradley cooper something bringing shallow back into it with with bradley cooper in that <laughs> stars born but he had played a character or did like his thesis on something in college from the elephant man which like was also in the movie like 1980s with anthony hopkins and he talks about then revisiting that character again when he was older to play it on broadway and you read something for the first time and you watch a performance but then also like the performance that I saw you in those two times, that was something that you were working on. So your that was clearly not your first time doing it. And it mm-hmm. was performed so well. But I'm sure when you when you perform those scenes and you and you watch like as a classmate in that class, but then also it's your time to go up and 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 perform it, you learn so much about that character. You put your you're in their shoes and you're being this person in this scene that you really kind of have to embody and kind of fully comprehend who that person is and then like deliver that line and deliver that scene. And it's something that not only do you do so well, but like being in that environment and going back to the people of like all different ages, it's crazy that like in Orlando, like five, 10 minutes from my house, there are people like you that are in your class that, it might be a hobby of People are very serious about it. And I've been in there where the person running that, sh- running that, that class will with, when you invite friends to go or that are like correct this or go back or posture up or posture down or do it. And it's just mm-hmm. like such a safe space and, and, and really kind of working on, okay, if you want to do this and you're serious about it, let's make this one change. Let's try it again. Take one, take two, yeah. whatever it is. And it, it's something that for me being such a big fan of like pop culture in general and, and really I have so much respect for people like yourself that could be an actor or someone that gets up and could literally like, we've gone to Ollie's together before and other places like sports town and where people might go there to drink and hang out with friends or play pool or play a board game. Or there could be a guy playing in music in the corner and anyone that can get up in front of anybody, and perform something or talk. I have so much respect because there's so many people that could either be afraid to do it. Or if you're there getting the drink, catching up with a friend and that someone's playing something in the corner, they might've been nervous all day long, sick to their stomach. Cause they had to get up and try something that
2: mm-hmm. they could
0: just be in such fear that they could fail or it wouldn't yeah. go well. And for That's you to be able to point. get up and do that is, is just, it's, it's great.
1: Oh, thanks. Well, you do it too.
0: Yeah, I mean, thank you. It's different sort of situations, but no, it, it it's something that when people can can get up and and do that and the fact that you can do it with various types of like scenes and 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 genres of what things are, the comedy, the drama, things like that. It's, it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to whatever that next show is, that next performance. But then also uh, I know that you also do like auditions for things as well. So mm-hmm. um, when it comes to auditions or, or for, for various kind of roles, can you talk about maybe some of the auditions you've had in the past or kind of things that yeah. you kind of look out for as well?
1: Even before COVID, like the upcoming way to audition, like it used to be, you know, you go into a room, panels, people, casting directors, and you audition in person, but self tapes where you put yourself on camera have become increasingly popular. Now with COVID, that's all people are doing. Um, It's nice because you don't necessarily have to like live in LA to be an actor. Like you can send your stuff. You can have an agent here in Florida. You can have an agent in Atlanta, but you could still book something there or New York or wherever. I will say auditions are the hardest part of the process. Like putting yourself on a self-tape, it's just you. You have a reader. You have, they call them sides. It's like the piece that you'll do for the audition. And then it's nice that like, okay, like if I mess it up, I can do it over again. But then you get really like critical of yourself of like, oh, like I didn't like that one. Or I liked that one, but my hair looked weird. And like, you can get like down to the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. And it's just harder when you have a reader just like mundanely saying the lines to you. There's nothing to really like react off of. Whereas like in a in scene work, you are like totally playing off of your partner. What they mm-hmm. are giving you, like that is what you are like taking and receiving. There's no thinking about it. But with a reader who's just like looking down and reading their lines, it, it's harder. And like, sometimes it comes across more force. It's just difficult. And like, not to mention having the camera right there, just- the nervous tics you don't realize you do and like I've been told this before but like on camera I roll my eyes a lot Mm -hmm. like it and it's not something like I can feel myself doing but when I watch it back I'm like oh my gosh how many times did I just roll my eyes make this weird face that you don't like realize you're doing and so then you have to be like cognizant of that but at the same time like being the character and like being in the head of the character it's just a lot of running parts at once that mm-hmm. you have to focus on yeah I did just recently book something that I'll be filming the last Saturday of March whoa uh yeah so I'm excited about that um I've booked stuff here and there but this is my first lead that I've booked here we go so I'm really yeah I'm really excited it's the first short film and it's about a couple and I play the girl um, my friend Davidson wrote the script and he is playing the guy. I can't give too much information sure, away. No, but, live um, on set
0: exclusive. This is already big enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> live on set exclusive. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm really excited about that. It's just going to be a short film. It has to be under eight minutes. Um, we have a really cool, great, talented crew put together. We just had a table read last Sunday. We're having like a zoom meeting tomorrow for everyone to like meet each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we had our table read Sunday and like we did a little bit of a rehearsal and it's a comedy and I think it's going to be really fun. I'm That's excited. awesome. Yeah.
0: Now, I'm trying to think going back to the performances that I've seen. The the first one that I saw, like you woke up in the middle of the night and was it like the anniversary of something and or like it wasn't like the world was ending, right? What was it again?
1: Yeah. So it, it was weird because... um my friend Nick like picked that and he asked me to be his partner Mm -hmm. and I was just like yeah sure and like we just kind of ran with it um for this project for everyone out there you you were able to like pick your final right thing but it but it did have to be a play um and this was a play we found in like a book there at the studio and uh, I don't even fully remember it was like the anniversary of something in history and I was like trying to wake him up. I'm like, we have to go to the park. We're going to get married. Like, my character was like insane. Yeah. And then um, we think the world is like ending, but it's right, really, right, it right, was right. really an earthquake. And mm-hmm. it was, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't have picked that one. That one. But once you like get so far in rehearsals, you're kind of like, all right, well, like, it's too late to turn back. Like, we got to just, got to commit, d- do the best we can. So,
0: yeah. And then the second Daddy one came
1: though and enjoyed
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> the second one, I think, because I remember going with our friend Sophia. I have another, like my old, I had a different physical. I had a different cell phone at the time of the first performance. And I think we were like the second row. And I think I have something filmed of you. I'll have to send it to you. I think it's on there because I was trying to find something for. I think it was something in like the first season of the podcast where I took a photo that was on my old phone that didn't carry over when I tried to like plug in my new phone. This me being stupid. And but I found that photo and I was going through like videos and I found it. So I gotta go through and look for that. But yeah, send it to me. The second performance that I saw was it something from the show Girls? Yes. That's what it was. Yes. Okay. Right, 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 right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I can pick my own material, I love picking stuff from the show girls because i feel like it's something that like i could be typecast in and like Mm -hmm. it's just my if anyone hasn't seen it it's a great show on hbo you might have a bias against lena dunham i know a lot of people like don't like her for whatever reason but she she wrote a good show okay and like my first monologue that i had to do in these classes i did it from girls i've done so many scenes and that scene that i did with my friend isaac it for anyone who has watched the show it's when um hannah the main character um accuses her ex boyfriend of giving her hpv but her ex-boyfriend like comes out as gay to her but they're like bickering it was a fun scene right
0: no i mean i know the audience loved it and and i definitely didn't ask a lot of questions you told me it was a scene from girls i didn't ask any questions And then I just, I was there for that. And that was, I think Aaron went to that one with me. It was great. Like that, that, that studio is, it's so like, if you're in the audience, it's very immersive. You're very much, regardless of where you sit, you feel like you have a front row seat. And so people just kind of go get ready. They move some things around. They, they, they set the scene and then it's just action, which is great.
1: I was mad though. I don't even remember the line or whatever, but I did like flub a word and like, Mm i don't remember like that's good to know because yeah it's really easy when that happens to get in your head but like that's like you just gotta keep you just gotta keep going and like Mm -hmm. i feel like it almost worked for that scene maybe because she was flustered and like with his like reaction of like not taking her seriously about (laughs) htc right
0: right and I That's remember going I back and watching, remember. going back and watching that episode after you had told me what it was, I could go back. Cause I have, I think I've seen the first two seasons of girls. I haven't seen the entire series. I know that was the first time that I saw uh, I mean, like Lena Dunham, like blew up. She was winning globes after season one. And I know that the, yeah. the big name that was on, it was like Judd Apatow. I produced it, but it was an HBO mm-hmm. kind of series and it was so successful. And, I know that was the first time that I had ever seen Adam Driver in anything. And of course, he's kind of blown up to all these different things. And
1: he's blown up like crazy.
0: And he's definitely someone who can play the villain in the biggest franchise ever. He can play something on stage. He's so, so, so good at SNL. And then also he he can play those characters on like a show like Girls Who his character on that show you can say like is like a little bit like out there but he is he is a powerhouse on that show like he is so and i, I haven't had i'm sure there's people like is his name adam on the show yeah that's right okay so i know like he definitely there are people that maybe we are friends with or people that could be a friends of friends or maybe people that we've never met before that we can meet in the future that we could say closer resemble kind of like him and his kind of like outlook on life and that really kind of that whole show there were people like I have friends like this or people like I've never seen this before I want to watch keep watching this show and yeah. and, and see that story and such a good show
1: I think that's why I like it so much is because it's so relatable like the the premise for girls in their mid-20s just like being idiots trying to get through life like that is that's just reality like yeah no one knows what they're doing they're just winging it they're figuring it out they have situationships they are not making any money um there's drama like it's just it's just a good show but of course. his story is really interesting too he was like in the marines or something and like yeah he was just like i want to be an actor and like girls was like the first thing he booked
0: no it, and no he
1: has just skyrocketed right so talented
0: he was in the marines and he got hurt I think like bike riding I don't know if when he was maybe doing a tour or if he was home I think the severity of the injury was why he could not return to active duty uh-huh. and then he really I don't know if it was Juilliard or whatever his training or or, or education would have been in regards to like theater or the or the arts really but I know that his first big role was girls and that really paved the way to everything that has come forth since then. So he can play the villain. He can be the funny guy. He can be the love interest, but he can also, he can scare the shit out of you. He he can make you cry watching a performance and then he can also play kind of the supporting character in a story where you're like, wow, Adam driver played this kind of role. Why isn't he the main guy? Like he is so into whatever, um, works for a story for, for, for a story or a show or anything. And he really could be someone that if we had this conversation in in two or three years, he's really on the way to being one of the biggest actors out. And he's, he's, he's really kind of closer than we think to already being there now.
1: He he was nominated for an Oscar last year. Yeah. For marriage story.
0: Marriage Story. Um, I know he was nominated for supporting for, for Black Klansmen a couple of years ago. The Spike oh, yeah, Lee, yeah. John David he, Washington. Yeah, he's, he's like he's a real deal.
1: Yeah, he's creeping out.
0: He's great. He's got he's so good with SNL too. I know some of my friends that have been on the show, they to this day, like they'll compare certain digital shorts or they'll compare certain sketches to to Adam Drivers. And he's really kind of like on the way. Of really being the, they like have like the SNL 40th was a big deal, and we're getting close to the 50th. He might Mm -hmm. be the 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 best host since SNL 40th, which is crazy because he was someone who got on the show because he was in Star Wars and was Kylo Ren, and he's hosted a couple of times now um, with just just great cast and great musical guests. So um, I can't wait for him to not only return to the show but to see what his what his next big uh acting job is just as a fan really
1: i would love to work with him yeah that'd be amazing he's just so present like in everything he does whether it's snl or just all of his roles and like Mm -hmm. he's yeah he's like definitely one of my favorite guy actors right now yeah for sure
0: but when before we this really has been one of the what i love is I don't see you as much really as, as some of the either in person, really, I know we're zooming, but I know that for some of the people that have been on the show, I talk to every single day or people I might see once a month, uh, kind of like you, but like the reason that I do, that I was passionate about this podcast are really because of the conversations that we had today. So I know, God, I haven't seen you in person and in, in, in probably a little over a month, but I know that we, you called me earlier today. We texted, we were do it last week, we did it this week. And like, really <laughs> like this main segment, not even that, but really the whole episode of today is really kind of why I wanted to do the podcast. There are elements of, I've known you for a couple of years, there was elements kind of like your approach to roles or kind of really your, your thoughts on pop culture as a whole, that we might've talked about a little bit that I didn't know the full story. But then also, I can literally, and I've been waiting on this. I can literally tell someone that I know is a good friend not to forget me when they're famous for how good oh they are, God, what sad. they do. So,
1: <laughs> no,
0: I'm 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 serious. Like it, it's it's great, and and I can't wait to see the next performance you have. And and best of luck with the oh. the short film. And um, you mm-hmm. never know the next the person that sees it. It's on to the next thing, on to the next thing. But. Um, before I kind of close out the episode, tell me what's going on. What are you looking forward to? Is it, is it the, 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 the job you just landed? Is there any TV shows, movies that you've watched recently? What's going on?
1: Um, Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to filming. I haven't been on set in over a year and it's just, it just makes me happy. It just puts me in a good mood. It motivates me. Um, It's funny. Like I feel like with COVID everyone has like really upped their Netflix game and like what they watch and stuff. And, for whatever reason, it's actually been, like, the opposite for me. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to, like, start something these days. But what I have been watching is a lot of documentaries, a lot of true crime. Mm-hmm. Love that. I think I, like, I just, like, right now just need something a little different because I'm so immersed in heavy stuff when I'm in class that, like, I can't handle it right, right. now, I guess comedy is always nice but like it's it's just hard like if you're gonna start a show you have to like be dedicated and i'm just not yeah there unless it's like a short mini series then like that i can easily get through but yeah that's uh
0: that's it no i'm i'm kind of doing the same thing just like before i kind of close it out i've been I watched all of Ozark in between like Christmas and starting to record like episodes for season two again of the show for the podcast and trying new things. So I try to watch one episode of Peaky Blinders a week. I don't want to binge anything, but I'm not going to lie to you. Like I recorded an episode that'll come out with, I did a couple episodes with him in season one, my friend Connor, that'll come out like a TV episode later uh, in in this month where he described it perfectly as like finding a palate cleanser. And that for me is no, like no pun intended. It's MasterChef. I can watch yeah. a drama or get super intense, like a drama or a miniseries or like even like really good documentaries. like, let me totally mix something up that I can just really watch something and I can yeah. watch the the contestants or Gordon or or, or Joe or, or Graham kind of go nuts for, nuts for a second and then get right back into it. But I really can't do like if yeah. I'm watching drama, 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 I can't just watch serious drama, thriller, horror stuff. And it can't honestly really be all comedies as well. So
1: yeah, no, for sure. Ozark was actually the last thing that I really like binged mm-hmm. and watched. I love that show. I oh, love so I'll good. watch anything Jason Bateman is in. He's a good man. Um yeah. And their the final season is coming season four is gonna be the last one, but I think they're right. splitting it into two parts.
0: Yeah. I think it's so a four A, four A, four B. And I know he had hosted SNL earlier in in the one of the first four or five no that wasn't for first four or five. It was definitely in 2020 at SNL might have been in November. So um kind of leading up to to the election he had hosted one of those episodes and i know that he was on jimmy fallon that week and said that they were going to do a season four it would be the last season it'd be a 4a and a 4b but they him and the production team and the creators of that show and and netflix they had come to an agreement about what they want to do and i think it's going to be seven and seven like 4a and 4b just 14 And season three Mm -hmm. was crazy. And it was honestly a show. I don't think we ever talked about this. It was a show that I tried multiple times starting, but the first time I tried it, Game of Thrones was coming to an end. I was too focused on that. Then I tried other things. Uh And it's really a show that I'm not only looking forward to, but when it comes to this year, if we at least get 4A before the end of the year, it'll be one of the, if not the top of my list of most anticipated things to watch, especially if we know it'll be on Netflix, we don't have to go to a theater to see it. If people like friends of ours don't want to go physically sit in a theater. So it'll be something that we can kind of just add to the Netflix catalog of things that kind of friends of ours or or you and I specifically like to watch basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. But no, thank you, Shannon. So, so much. This is an episode that I had so much fun, not only recording, but learning more and more uh, about a good friend. So that Mm. is going to do it for us. Another episode of, season two is in the books so thank you so much to shannon thank you so much for everyone that has listened so far to the first couple episodes of season two are my episode with keaton for the premiere my episode talking music uh with fabrice and today with shannon so thank you again to shannon thanks to everyone who is listening we will be back next week with another episode of live on set live on set the weekly pop culture podcast where i'm talking film music, sports, television with my friends, family, and people I meet along the way. Thanks again to Shannon. We will see you next week for another episode. And as always, much love. Thanks for listening.